0: And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 42. And we have had the plague. <laughs> for real? Donna still has the plague. <laughs> Pause for Donna to die. Right. So, yeah, I had the stomach plague. And then I got just like a really bad cold that kicked my ass. And Donna got legit the flu. <laughs> I know. She, this bitch has never had the flu in her life. No, I haven't. So, she had no idea what to expect. mm I do now know. What? She do now know. <laughs> she also still has flu brain. Yes. That is a thing. So, this episode's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. She's going to not talk a whole lot. I know that everyone's like... Skrt! Yeah, I can't even gasp <laughs> in because let's not. So, what we're going to do then is Donna's going to try to be quiet, which is me for the last three days. Donna, quit calling me. Quit talking. (laughs) Save your voice. And she's like, well, I'll just talk to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Donna, quit talking. (laughs) Save your voice. So this episode is going to be just me doing a story for all you folks out there. And me. Because my plague is 95% gone. Yep. sounds a little bit of
1: fever I had this morning. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I was talking about me having a fever, and then she had a fever. I was like,
0: oh, Lord. Look, we're like Oprah. You get a fever, and you get a fever, <laughs> and you get a fever. And because I know that we are not the only ones that have been down and out with the plague this week. I'm looking at you, all of you in the Creepinati that have told us that you're <laughs> sick, too. I can think of three or four of y'all offhand that are sick. Right. So in honor of that, my story today. Wait! Don't tell them. Oh God!
1: I I have something to say.
0: Imagine that. <laughs> she was planning all of
1: this out, and I, she was like, "I'm going to do most of the talking." And I was like, "But I have something to say."
0: Which she just literally said. She said it twice because she has to talk. <laughs> Stop. I mean, it's true. She legit sounds like a 97-year-old smoker that has smoked Virginia Slim's 120s (laughs) her whole fucking life.
1: I mean, that's what it feels like, too.
0: Okay. So, which, this is way Way better. You really do sound a lot better. I mean, you still sound like shit, but you sound a lot better. (laughs) Like, the other day, Carrie said,
1: why do you sound so bad? (laughs) Because it, like...
0: Regress though. I'm such a good friend. (laughs) (laughs) You send us me tell me, You look terrible. (laughs) I mean I did. I mean, I mean I I I still do too. I know. I only had to go to work four days this week because of the New Year's Day and legit only wore makeup to work two of those days. And I was having that Celestone flush from the Celestone shot I got. (laughs) My face was So red, it looked like I had just gotten out of a tanning bed and that I had stayed in too long. It was awful. I looked like complete and utter shit all week and felt too bad to give two fucks. (laughs) You gave a (laughs) fuck. Not not even.
1: Oh, God. Okay. Even though I'm sick, I, well, because I'm sick and I only worked one day. This past week, Uh which was yesterday. Yeah. Friday, which was so confusing. Like it did not register in my brain that it was Friday. Mm -hmm. So confusing. I don't know how retirement people do it because, whoa. But I watched a shit ton of Netflix. And as I have said before, that I would never like join a cult, or anything like that. And everyone's like, yeah. I mean, you, mostly. Like, don't ever say never. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I would. Because, tidying up, I've heard of the KonMari method. And I have definitely made fun of that. Like, does it bring you joy? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, but um, I'm a believer now. Because <laughs> I found her on Netflix, it's a new thing called Tidying Up. And one, I love her. She is so freaking cute, so nice, and just so, like, just precious. And seems so genuine, even though Carrie doesn't think she is. But I really (gasps) like her. And, like, everything, the show, it really does change it. And, like, I'm sitting here, and I think it's, like, eight episodes or something, Every episode, I learned something different and just, like, I would look around. And right now, my house is utterly crazy because, one, I have my, like, flu compound mm-hmm. <laughs> station, whatever. Com- command, command central. Command central, yeah. And then moving and all of that, just whatever. But I'm like, good God, I can do this. I need to do this, whatever, whatever, whatever. But then... Carrie, again, I try to get Carrie on this thing. And I just told Carrie, we are doing this, <laughs> you know, because we're codependent. And I have to make her do it too. Mm-hmm. But, which, and then there, I'm in the cult and I'm trying to get you to join a cult. Precisely. But <laughs> then I went down a whole YouTube thing and I watched How to Fold the Shirts. I was like, okay, I get you Marie Kondo.
0: But what about a plus size shirt? I, swear to God, I watched the first episode. I watched most of it.
1: I was I, gonna say, I know you didn't finish it.
0: I did fast forward through some of it. You know I don't care about people's personal stories. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't I don't well, I don't care about the fluff. But I was watching her fold that and I was like, Yeah, that's all fucking wonderful when a shirt her shirt is the size of my fucking underwear. Right. <laughs> I mean she's teeny tiny. Yes.
1: But yes. I mean, you can watch all kinds of stuff. I was like, oh my God. This is brilliant though. I'm looking at you too about a lot of this, but like for reals, I have drawers that I have to push down mm-hmm. of shit that more than half of that could probably be tossed. Not oh, even absolutely. donated. Tossed. But I think
0: for me though, the clothes like I know that I keep clothes. Yes, you do. Way more way longer than I should, blah blah blah. Yes. And and I have sizes Two sizes up and three sizes, seven sizes down. I was gonna say, um a little bit more, but okay. But you never know. <laughs> well, now I have a pool. What if somebody comes over and they fall in and they don't have any <laughs> clothes? <laughs> and then they're like, kite I really needed that medium shirt and I'm <laughs> like, have no fear. I'm a hoarder when it comes to
1: clothes. No, then you say, Here, wear my thing and we'll put a belt around it and you can have a fucking dress in. If they're a schmedium. i <laughs> your shirt sure would be a dress.
0: Um, well, no. Re- like, for me, that giving up the clothes thing, which I do sometimes, I'll purge.
1: She, like, she puh. That, she doesn't do the full purge,
0: just puh. I do purge, but... <laughs> I don't fucking want to, Miriam, or whatever the fuck her name is. Marie. Marie. I'm sorry. I've been watching Marvelous <laughs> Miss Maisel. Also, cult
1: member that made you <laughs> watch it.
0: I just, I, I think, too, it comes from, like, for me, my life is finally sort of kind of stable at the moment. Like, I finally bought a house. I finally am, like, no more school, no more... Whatever, because even though I'd been in my career for a little while, I was always going back to school. You know, what never said. Back to school. Back Thank you, Billy Madison. Back to school. So, I think for me, I want the shit. Because it's like, i got to fill up this house now that I finally have. You know what I mean? Yes, but that's exactly
1: why you were like this. But I, Why you need it. Okay. <laughs> this is becoming a therapy session, and mm-hmm. we'll take this off the books, because, you know, y'all came here for true crime and paranormal, but getting <laughs> true crime.
0: Um, You don't know what I'm doing. Well, she knows the story I'm doing. She just doesn't know where I'm taking it. Okay. Okay, so, it, like I said before she interrupted me with her spiel of the things to watch and her cult. So, in honor of everybody being freaking sick, I am gonna do Typhoid Mary. Woo! Okay, that was so enthusiastic.
1: <laughs> well, when you told me this, I was like, oh my God, cool. But I only have used her name like when I'm like this. You yeah. Know? And I'm like, okay, sorry, Typhoid Mary over here. But I have no idea of anything.
0: Well, Typhoid Mary wasn't always known as Typhoid Mary. Her real name is Mary Mallon. And she came over to the States in... 1883 when she was 15. So picture it, as Donna would say. She's this 15-year-old girl. She's coming to the States from Ireland, and she's trying to find work. She's single. She's like, okay, I gotta find some work. So she starts working in people's houses, like, as a maid, and then she eventually gets to where she's working in people's kitchen, cooking for them. Did you know all that? No, I had no idea. (laughs) You really didn't know? You don't know anything about her? Damn. Okay. No. Consider
1: me ignorant on this subject. hmm Ignorant, heavy
0: breather, party of one. Okay. Okay. So what we're going to do then is we're going to flash forward just a little bit from she's here, she's gotten jobs, working for families, that kind of thing. She's Ratatouille now. Yes. All right. So it's the summer of 1906, there was a New York banker. His name was Charles Henry Warren. And as rich people do, they took a family vacay for the summer, like for the summer. Not like, oh, let's take a week vacay. Like, damn. Wait. Miss Maisel we going to Ms. the Catskills for two months. Yes.
1: Damn.
0: Okay. So they rented this summer home from a guy named George Thompson and his wife. This was on Oyster Bay in Long Island. I said Long Island. Very weird. Anyway. So they rent this house, and they hire Mary Mallon to be the cook for the summer. On October 27th, one of the daughters of the Warrens got sick with typhoid fever. And right after that, Mrs. Warren and two of the maids got sick. Then the gardener and another one of their daughters got sick, all with typhoid fever. So total of six of the 11 people in the house had typhoid fever. Fuck. Yeah. And so at the time, they knew that typhoid was spread through water and food sources. And so the owners of the home, the Thompsons, were like, fuck, if we don't figure this out, like, we're never going to be able to rent our house again. And so they're like, okay, we're going to hire somebody to figure out, like, what's going on because they couldn't figure out where the outbreak was coming from.
1: I feel like this is Oregon Trail. Right. Like, your oxen has died.
0: Yeah, Axel broke, forging <laughs> the river.
1: Like, I really think that was how you could dive in the Oregon Trail was from typhoid fevers. No, it was
0: dis- dysentery. Dysentery, okay. Which both have diarrhea, which is the plague <laughs> that I had. No. <laughs> okay. So, the Thompsons hired George Soper. And he was, like, this engineer, but he had experience with the typhoid outbreaks, and so he was, like, I can figure out where this outbreak is coming from. But he was, like, a snake
1: oil salesman? Oh. Oh. Oh, Literally nothing. I'm just guessing here.
0: Okay. So he started to look at who worked there at the time and just to kind of figure out, like, okay, like, put the pieces together. Like, he's a freaking worked for the CDC of how did this happen? he found out that about three weeks after the outbreak happened, that Mary Mallon had left working for the Warrens. So people get sick, three weeks later, she's out. So he started to look at the, like, look up Mary Mallon's employment history to see, like, well, who is this girl? So he finds out that she was born September 23rd, 1869, like I said, came to America at the age of 15 from Ireland. And he was able to, to trace back her employment all the way back to 1900. So he found that from 1900 to 1907, she had had seven different jobs. And all of those jobs, over 22 people had gotten sick. And one young girl died from the typhoid fever not long after she came to work for him.
1: Fuck. What's she making? Those mini pies from the help? Good Lord. Dang.
0: Ew, but <laughs> ew, but it could be, but ew. <laughs> so once he was like, okay, clearly there's a trail. Like, it, this, it this, it's more than just a coincidence that this girl has worked for all these places where all these people have gotten sick. We've got to figure out, like, how she's, in, like, what, you know, what's going on. So now we're in March of 1907. Soper found Mary Mallon working as a cook at the home of Walter Bowen, and he's like, okay, I got to get some samples from her. And so he came up to her, saw her in the kitchen in the house. He was like, look, I think that you've been making people sick. And I need some specimens of your urine, feces, and blood. So Mary was like, "Absolutely fucking lutely not, and gets a carving fork and starts, like, going at him. Like, he, she was going to stab him with a carving fork.
1: I mean, good for her. I mean, if some rando came up to me and said... Give
0: me your urine blood and, yeah. yeah.
1: Be like, okay, well, one R. Kelly, um, I'm right. older than 15 now, motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, don't sue us. <laughs> Allegedly.
0: So he ran and was like, you know, like he's quoted being like, he felt. <laughs> mel-
1: him, mel- him to me.
0: Yeah, he's like quoted saying he felt lucky that he escaped.
1: <laughs> he just used his sample of his pants because you know he shit himself. De-
0: definitely. He's not. He's down, but he's not out. He's like, okay, well, she tried to kill me, but I'm going to try to track her down. So he tracks her down to her house. By this time, he had gotten an assistant by the name. Well, not, it wasn't like his assistant. He had someone assisting him. Dr. Bert Raymond Hubler brought him for support. That's a long name. So when they approached her again, Mary got pissed again and was like, Cussed them out. Was like, get the I F- I don't know why I couldn't say it. <laughs> we don't say that word around here. Like, just was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, leave me the hell alone. Whatever. Get your no good rotten keister, keister off, off my, my property. Before I pump you full of lead. <laughs> or typhoid. Okay. So... Mary is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? These motherfuckers coming up in here trying to take my shit. Literally. Literally, (laughs) But they're like, we think that you're infecting all these people. And she's like, no the fuck, I'm not. I'm fine. I'm healthy. There's nothing wrong with me. What are you talking about? Like, I'm not doing anything. By this time, Soper had taken his hypothesis of, hey, this is her, taken it to the New York City Health Department, and they were like, Okay, yeah, we agree with you. We need, to, we have to get samples from her. And so she's at the point now where she's like, I'm not listening to y'all because I don't believe that, like, I'm not sick. What are y'all talking about? This, There's no way this came from me. And so Dr. Josephine Baker, who worked for the health department, she's the one that was trying to get the samples now. From Mary, so she came. She they had five police officers with her and an ambulance. When they when Doctor Baker got there though, Mary was ready for him. Doctor Baker said that Mary was on the lookout, peered out of the kitchen with a long kitchen fork in her hand, and she lunged at Doctor Baker with the fork. Who stepped back and then. Like, when she's, like, trying to step back from getting poked and prodded with the kitchen fork, Mary disappeared, like, ran. Oh, my God. So, Dr. Baker and the police searched the whole fa- whole house. They eventually found footprints leading from the house to a chair next to the fence. And then, like, so Mar- <laughs> Mary had, like, bloop, bloop, jumped over the fence. Yeah. They spent five hours searching both of the properties until they found where they thought that she was hiding in this closet. When they opened the closet, she came out fucking swinging. She was... She, this, she was a tough cookie, this one. <laughs> she was, like, scrappy. Fighting, swearing, doing everything she could so that they would leave her the fuck alone.
1: All I can picture is that part in The Hangover when he comes out of the trunk. Yes. You know? Like- Pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, she was... Still, like, absolutely not. You're not getting this from me. Like, I do not have typhoid fever. I've never had it. I'm not sick. Like, you're not going to blame this on me. So, they got her into the ambulance and took her to the hospital. There, they took samples and found typhoid bacilli in her stool samples. So, once they had found the typhoid bacteria in her stool, they sent her to this island off because remember this is all in new york there so there's there's a bunch of obviously islands around new york and there's this island called north brother island and it's in the east river by the bronx and it was like a containment yes thank you sorry i couldn't think of the word yeah they they ended up quarantining mary Mallon to north brother island so there was this whole thing on was this legal could they Quarantine her to this island when she had broken no laws. She, Because her argument was, again, I'm not sick. There's no way that this is from me, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, it it is because they had recently found that people are, quote, healthy carriers. And so they carry the bacteria, but they themselves are not sick. And so because, two, Mary's big thing was... Like, had never been sick, and now she's on this island, quarantined, all by herself. Literally, with only a dog. She's in, like, solitary confinement. So, she had been isolated on North Brother Island for two years. Oh, my God. Yes. So, she ends up suing the health department in 1909. Get it, girl. I know. So, when they, while she was there, they analyzed stool samples from her once a week, and... It w- like, it came back mostly positive. Like, 120 of the 163 samples came back positive. And so, also, what she did was, so that was the, the Department of Health testing it. So, for about a year before the trial, she sent sample of samples of her stools to a private lab where all of her samples tested negative. What? So, she's like, look, I'm healthy. There's nothing fucking wrong with me. And, hello, look at this lab, their results, this is not fair.
1: And then they made Castaway, and she, her dog
0: was actually Wilson? No. So, she's like, look, this is this is unjust, this is uncivilized. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing wrong with me, you cannot treat me like this. But, the thing is, though, is that no one explain to her what typhoid fever really is and how it presents and how she could be a quote healthy carrier right and not be sick. So it was like she just nobody explained and I don't know if it was they really didn't explain it to her or she was like, This is not my fault. You know, like Yeah. Whatever. And it was just like a defense mechanism of not understanding.
1: Yeah. But so She's quarantined, but, like, is she, like,
0: under arrest at this point? It's not like she's arrested because she didn't do anything. Right. That's what they just, I was about yeah. to get all up in. Yeah, no, no, people no. Business. They just have her Quarantine. quarantined. Yeah. Literally on an island by her fucking self. But what they're saying, though, is that people who do get typhoid fever, sometimes it's just, like, the flu. And it's not, which is god-awful, clearly, exhibit <laughs> A across the table from me. Right. But... But it's not like the kill you kind, you know, and then you become a carrier from there. A judge ruled in favor of the health officials, and Mary was now remanded to the custody of the Board of Health of the city of New York. So she went back to the isolated college, college, no, cottage in North Brother Island. Well, then in February of 1910, a new health official commissioner, person, dude, Said that Mary could go free, as long as she promised that she would never cook again. Because they said that it's from her, you know, her role as a cook that that's how that's how it spread. You go to the bathroom, you don't wash your hands, and then you cook, and then that's how it spread. And so they're like, "Look, as long as you promise not to cook, you can you can be let go." And she's like, "Okay," and so she was released. Well, the problem is. She had no intention of of never stopping to cook.
1: Well, I mean, she had to work, and yeah,
0: and the cooking positions paid more than you know. I don't know. I don't know if you would call it like a housemaid, but you know, somebody who just cleaned versus like her cooking. So she, I think she really did try at first. So I can't, guess I can't say that she had no intention, but I really because I can't, I don't read her mind. I wasn't around then. So Mary tried to be a laundress. She worked, like we said, all these different places. Eventually had to go back to cooking cuz it's what paid. So in January of 1915, this is 5 years after she was released, the Sloan Maternity Hospital in Manhattan had a typhoid fever outbreak. 25 people were ill and two of them died. And so they start looking into like what the hell happened. How is this happening? And then they, the evidence started pointing to a new cook that they hired by the name of Miss Brown. Oh, fuck. A.K.A. Mary Mallon.
1: Well, here she did do it.
0: Yeah. You know, like,
1: then I can be like, okay, she willingly infected people, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing. Yeah. Well,
0: and, but see, that's what's so hard, though, is that it's like, how much of it was her ignorance to her actually being a carrier, how much of it was she had to do what she had to do. But well,
1: don't I, I, do it to... Uh, no, I
0: know. I, I, and I remember the first time I heard this story being like, why in the fuck did she go back to cook it, you know? Yeah. Because the thing is, too, is that, you know, the first time when it's like, okay, these people got sick, someone died, like, there's no way she, she could have known. Right. But they also were like, okay, well... It comes from, you know, going to the bathroom and then not washing your hands before you cook. Yeah. But then they're like, but look, she, like, cooking the food, though, should kill all the bacteria. Like, how is it that whatever she cooks isn't being killed when it's being, like, cooked or whatever? Oh, which is so gross. Well, ended up, her specialty was peach ice cream. Oh fuck! So she it had fresh fresh peaches in it. So mm. she's like tuk, 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 chopping up the peaches, stirring whatever it up, however you make ice cream, <laughs> and it never got cooked. I.e., ice cream, duh. <laughs> yeah. And so it never killed the bacteria. So that's why she was getting so many people sick. When it's like, why is it the why is it not being killed? Right. Anyway, so what ended up happening was. People kind of started turning on her because they were like, she's guilty of this. Like, she knew what she she, was doing. she did. Yeah, and so she was sent back to North Brother Island. Back to life. Back to reality for 23 more years. Oh, fuck. So, I, I tried to find, like, what was her life like on the island for those 23 years. There's not a whole lot known that island became a, a bunch of different things but we do know that they did have a tuberculosis hospital there like it became like a kind of quarantine central for some like for tuberculosis yeah. and it we'll talk about a couple other things that ended up happening there but she in like 1922 was sometimes called like a hospital helper or a nurse to the people in the tuberculosis hospital. And then she also, in 1925, started helping in the hospital's lab. If I could just get her to fucking wash her hands. In 1932, she had a stroke that left her left side paralyzed. And then after, so after she had a stroke is when she was taken from her cottage and put in the children's ward of the hospital on the island, where she stayed there until she died six years later on November 11th of 1938 of pneumonia. Dang. I know. So, there are a couple of different accounts of how many infections and all were associated with her. It's crazy because she really did get a terrible reputation. Like, everybody knows typhoid Mary. Even, yeah. Even if you don't know who she is, like, there were... Like, even if you don't know the whole story, you know she's like patient zero kind of thing. Right. And so, I mean... Like there was like this whole article on like the different meanings of typhoid Mary, and like it can even mean somebody who changes d- jobs frequently because she did, <laughs> like you know stuff like that. But all her dirty laundry's out, literally. And so the thing is, though, is that she wasn't like there were three thousand, anywhere from three thousand to forty five hundred cases of typhoid fever in New York City. Of that though, there were like a hundred new ca- new carriers every year. Something said that there were 47 illnesses and three deaths attributed to her. Other things I found said 51 infections, but always three deaths with or because of her not washing her fucking hands when she Ugh. made ice cream. But there was another guy named Tony LaBella. He was actually caused 122 people to become ill and five deaths. And he was only isolated for two weeks before what? he was released. Yep. And so, it's like, why is she isolated for her whole fucking life when this schmuck gets fucking two weeks?
1: Well, like, what did he do?
0: He was a cook, too!
1: Oh, okay. Now, see, that makes a difference. Yes.
0: Okay. It's one thing, like, yes, is she shitty in that she went back to work? (laughs) Absolutely shitty. Yes. Yes. She should not have gone back and the isolate, like... The isolation in the last 23 years or whatever, however long she was there, at the end, I don't care. Because, I mean, it would basically... I mean, she's responsible for somebody's death yeah. from her negligence. So, yeah. yes, that's essentially, like, prison for her. And she got to, like, do other things. Mm-hmm. So But the stuff before. But the stuff before, her being locked up, quote, for two years on the island. And he got two fucking weeks. Uh-uh. And so, a lot of stuff I was reading was saying that it has to do with the fact that he was an Italian immigrant and she was Irish. And so just like the bigotry basically Mm. that was still in place at the time from immigrants of Irish descent and that he was married and had kids to support and she was a single woman with no kids. And so let him off scot-free, he gets two weeks, but he did, I will say check in like he was supposed to and give regular stool samples with the, Department of Health and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Although there was another guy named Alfonso Cattills, and he owned a restaurant and a bakery, and he was a healthy, healthy carrier, and the powers that be told him not to prepare food for people anymore either. But he went back to work too, and they ended up letting him go free, promising that he would conduct his business over the phone. And so it's like, Again, yes, she did shitty things by continuing to work and someone did lose their life and, you know, people were sick and, you know, again, she should be held responsible for her negligence. However, it should be the same across the board.
1: The difference with him, though, is that he cooked his food and didn't prepare shit
0: ice cream. True. True. Mm -hmm. But they said don't and he did. So, again... It just speaks to the times. Oh, for sure. When that she's not considered a breadwinner mm-hmm. for a family. She was this hot headed, you know, come at you with a fucking fork and, you know what I mean? Yelling, and cussing, and all that to defend herself. And, you know, she just was held at different standards.
1: Typhoid Mary. This would be her
0: tagline I will fork you up. Oh, my God. Flu brain. All right. So they ended up using the island for uh, a bunch of different things. Like I said, it was, you know, ground zero for tuberculosis and whatever else. And then it became, after World War II, temporary housing for veterans and their families. And then in the 50s, it became a juvenile drug treatment center. Dang. Yeah, and then was closed in 1963. There's some really amazing pictures of the island like it's overgrown you can't go there ever like Mm -hmm. you like you have to have permission from the state of new york to go there now yeah there's apparently some species of a shorebird that so now it's like conservation land for this bird oh damn and so like some people want the island to be you know fixed up or whatever but now you have the conservationist being like, "No, no, no, you're gonna fuck up this bird's habitat that's yeah. whatever almost sixteen. So but there are some really cool pictures that I found where a guy like went through and took pictures of all the abandoned buildings and stuff, and it would be like kids' classrooms and wow. books and all that because again, it was where families, you know, veterans and their families lived. Yeah, you know, there's quotes from like people who had lived there, again, veterans that, They were like, this was a great place to raise their kids. And then also it was a juvenile treatment center. So, you know, they had school and stuff. Yeah, It is said to be haunted. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. (laughs) I mean, there's little, I mean, there's not a whole lot to it, though, because it's, again, the people who have gone there, they're either there because the state said, okay, you can go take pictures of these, this bird habitat. Or it's vandals that have snuck in and, like, stolen stuff and, you know, all of that. And so it's just kind of this just dilapidated island with lots of poison ivy, I Ooh. found. Yeah. And I don't like poison ivy. It itches. <laughs> so that's all. One other picture though, I want to tell you, though, really quickly, is that just, like, the propaganda at the time
1: yeah. against...
0: Mary Mallon, there was a picture of an article, and it had her has her holding a skillet like she's cracking eggs in it. Uh-huh. But the eggs falling are skulls.
1: Oh, fuck. Yeah.
0: And so it's like, just like the propaganda that was surrounded around her is just like, this girl didn't stand a fucking chance.
1: Oh, hell no. But that's awesome. I mean, like, not awesome, but that's... Man, I love fucking people. That's like something a troll would do now. Right. And that is what I'm like, hey... If you're going to troll, troll good.
0: You make it funny.
1: Yeah, and that is funny. Yeah. Like that's a good one. But jokes on them. It was the fucking ice cream. So right. it should have been scooping.
0: <laughs> yeah. Scooping skulls. Should have been She was pooping and then a scooping. Oh god, and not a washing. <laughs>
1: Wash your fucking hands, people. I know. See, she wasn't scooping. I mean, Sorry. She wasn't pooping, washing, scooping. Mm-hmm. Skip that all together. She was like, it doesn't rhyme, so. I know. God, I can't, can't mess I, up oh my God. fucking flow.
0: does it rhyme. Ain't got the time. Oh, my God. Also, Donna has the fucking plague. All y'all got the fucking plague. So, wash your fucking hands. Don't be typhoid, Mary. Right. Wash your hands. My hands are, like, raw from washing my hands so much. Like, Same. at work and stuff. And the, well, and the amount of germics. That I have gone through this week. Oh, same. I brought Ricola, Mm -hmm. brought that, brought Kleenex, and brought Purell. I know. Yesterday, before I left work, I sprayed like all the cabinet doors, all the door handles with Lysol, like because everybody's sick. Yeah, this is a really bad season for you know just like upper respiratory infections and the flu. Yeah, because on so on New Year's Eve, I went to sleep at six. 30. Oh, my gosh. New Year's Day, I went to the doctor, got a Celestone shot for my upper... Just again, just like a, it's a comic cold, It's an upper respiratory infection. But it still sucks. My sister, Kelly... Yeah, well, because I had fever. Mm-hmm. Kelly, my sister, same thing. Went to the doctor New Year's Day, same upper, upper respiratory infection. Donna went to the doctor the same day. This bitch had to go balls to the walls <laughs> and go straight for the fucking flu. Ugh,
1: i wait. I'm telling you, that's <laughs> the way the... crook.
0: Nope. The cookie crumbled? Yeah. That too? It blows my mind that you've never had the flu. Like, the flu is something I get legit every other year. And strep throat. When people say they've never had strep throat, I'm like, what did you do? Were you in a bubble as a child? <laughs> because every single year as a child, I got strep throat.
1: Well, let me just say, this is the first time I got tested for the flu and had the flu. As an adult or that you can remember, period? That I can remember. Usually, I don't go to the doctor. True. And so, I mean, I can be sick for a month <laughs> and it, not know that I had the flu.
0: It could just be bad, you know? But I feel like this is like one of the worst you've been in a long time. Because remember oh, when we yeah. first started the podcast, you were you were sick for like three solid weeks. Yeah, it was but not different, like this. Yeah. yeah. The, my... Like, my hair hurt. (laughs) But when you said you were achy all over, I was like, you need to go. You need to go to the doctor now.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Well, Donna's about to die because we've paused numerous times for coughing. So, I'm going to say that what we learned is wash your fucking hands. Yes. And remember.
1: Creep it real. And and don't don't get scared. scared.